Welcome to the Legends of Oral Regeneration by the Osteology Foundation. One host, one guest, and a whole bunch of experience and expertise. Meet the people behind the names and get unique insights. Well, hello everyone and uh, welcome to uh, the, again to the Legends of Oral Regeneration. It's a podcast series organized by the Osteology Foundation. Uh, I am Christa Dalin. I'm actually the president for the Osteology Foundation. And uh, today we have the ple- pleasure to meet uh, 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 one of our longstanding uh, board members, uh, and that is Dr. Pamela McLean. Very much welcome, Pam. Thank you. Uh, I would like to start um, with a little brief introduction of you, Pam. Um, you are a full t- uh, full-time in private practice as a periodontist, uh, and you have been that is as far as I understand since 1987, uh, and you, you are also involved in uh, as a teacher and in research um, at the University School of Dental Medicine at the University of Colorado. I, I know that you over time you you have been quite engaged in in several boards, uh, for example the American Academy of Perio and also in numerous co- committees and organizations. And that is something that would I would like to come back to a little bit later when we continue to discuss about your exciting career. Uh, and, and talk about, talk about uh, your career, Pam. Uh, how, this, how did this actually start? Um, uh, what was the influence that made you to make the choice of, of dentistry? Well, I, I, you know, come from a big family and I have three older brothers um, and a younger sister and a younger brother. And you can imagine my dad was in the military and as a young child, somebody was always in the pediatric pediatrician's office. Yeah. So I actually, from the time I was probably eight or nine years old, thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. Okay. Um, so I headed down that path. My father is a fairly well-known periodontist, um, mm-hmm. a legend, truly. Uh, so I think there was influence from him. And I graduated from mm-hmm. college and was applying for medical school. And at that time, um, I got I was getting married and really wasn't sure if medicine was the right field. My dad, you know, convinced me that mm. that actually this was while I was still in college that maybe I should consider a career in in dentistry, and if I wasn't really sure, maybe start with dental hygiene. So I actually went to dental hygiene school and, and had my initial degree in dental mm. hygiene. And as I was practicing, I realized this is really fun. I really love this, <laughs> and so I, I was considering getting a master's degree. And my dad, being the wise father, mm-hmm. thought, you know, if you really want to do something in dental hygiene, why don't you get your dental degree? Because then you can lead a hygiene program. You can start a program. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. 
And I was like, yeah, maybe. And it's just two, another two years. So I, I actually did go to dental school. And then once I did that, the handwriting was really on the wall for, for Perio because I, that's where my passion was. Yeah. And I loved it. So I ended up at the university of California in San Francisco, where my, my father also graduated from in his program. And, um, and it was really a, a, you know, just was a great decision. I've loved this career path. Yeah. 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 uh, Thank thank you, Pam. That, that is, uh, I think uh, an interesting and 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 uh, I would say maybe not as a track that you you might have expected. Um, I, I, I like I like it a lot, and that that brings me a little bit to another topic because, of course, you know we talk about and we have talked also in the in the series when we have met legends uh, in our podcast. Uh, somewhere along the line, when people have made a successful career as you have there, there are some persons that you you would like to consider that as mentors and uh, <clears throat> i we are i think we're all aware of that <clears throat> you, you you have a you have a, fa- a dad who, who is has been quite influential in this field but i when i hear you uh explaining this i i get the feeling that uh, he, he has been there and he has supported you, but in a very nice way. It, uh, it kind of, I, I have a feeling that you have been able to try your own, uh, do this in your own step. You have not been pushed, which I think is very sympathetic. Uh, am I reading you right on this? Yeah. That, that is so <laughs> accurate. You know, I have yeah. three brothers. None of them are dentists, four yeah. brothers. None of them are dentists and all are are very accomplished in their fields. I have a sister who's a hygienist that yeah. I've worked with. And um, truly, I, I think the influence of my parents was that we should drive for excellence and and follow our passion. And that was always, you know, that was always the support. Never that, you know, really, you need to go to dental school or you need to do this, you need mm-hmm. to do that. It was it was very much a lot of love and support to yeah. an encouragement. I mean, the, yeah. the bottom line is we were encouraged to continue our education and, and, you know, follow that passion. And it was easy. I, I remember this funny story when I was probably 13, 14, 15 years old, and there was a magazine that came out every week. Um, and on the front of that magazine was this big article and it said, tap a hip to save a tooth. And it was an interview with my father. And I'm like, yeah. what, <laughs> I, wh- who, what is my dad? I mean, he's, he's the dentist. What, what, you know, I didn't really understand. I, I knew he was kind of important, but had no mm-hmm. clue what his career was like. He was never one to, he's a very humble individual. And um, I read this article and I thought that is so cool. That is so cool. And I think that that just has stuck mm-hmm. with me ever since that young age and, and probably in the back of my mind help help mold me into that mm-hmm. career of, of regenerative therapy, truly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <clears throat> yeah, it's fascinating to hear Pam. And uh, uh, I also assume that, uh, you know, uh, with with your father and uh, and also his position and also his network, I assume that 
uh, you also have had an environment, you know, with, I would say, also an international environment because he was well connected. And I assume that that, you know, you, you have really uh, experienced a positive environment uh, for, for the profession as well. Is that correct? It, it's it's true. And we had, um, even as a, as a young girl growing up, uh, Jan Lindek came and stayed at our, our home with his family. Mm. And, you know, when I was, you know, 16 years old, I had no idea who he was, but very pleasant individual, very nice. His family was lovely. Um, we took him to the swimming pool. I mean, it, 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 so I had this influence. And then later on, when I actually went to uh, do my graduate work in periodontics, mm. uh, I thought, whoa, I had... I, I I shared a home with them for a short period of time. So there were a lot of people that that have been encouraging and, and mentors um, nationally and internationally. It's it's been mm. I've been very, very fortunate. Certainly my father from a periodontal uh, career standpoint was a huge influence. You know, Dr. Jerry Bowers, who I, I was, mm. you know, I've been very fortunate to to know for a long time and participate in research with him. Um, a, a, a local periodontist, Dr. Dalton Connor, who um, brought me into his practice. I mean, there's just so many that that have helped and, and guide my professional career that I am, I've been very blessed, certainly. Do, do you have uh, any, like, particular person, you know, if you if you need to, let's say, make a career decision, or should I join this and this uh, society or something? Someone that you can pick uh, that person's brain and 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 talk about that. Uh, it's another way of having a mentor, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Probably along <clears throat> those lines, from a professional standpoint, it's. It's really been my father. He's mm -hmm. he's been a um, kind of a rock, somebody that I could really lean against, and um, always is thoughtful in in his how he considers things. He he always, when we had big decisions to make, uh, would sit us down and have us write what the pros and cons of of making this decision versus that. Mm -hmm. And uh, just that thought process, that organized thought process. So he's he's certainly been a huge influence uh, in those kinds of decisions. Uh, probably the one that I still would go to and say, "Really yeah. having trouble with this, <laughs> Dad? What do you think?" And he's now ninety one, so he's he's still very very much a mentor to me. Yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful to hear, Pam. Uh, <clears throat> along your career. Uh, uh, has it been uh, like a straight line or do you also have had periods where you, for several reasons, struggled? It could be uncertainty, is this the right track or or, or anything? Or, or do you feel that uh, it has moved along? Uh, you have a, had a smooth ride uh, in the early years? I, I think um, as a young periodontist, when I first started, it, it, it just seemed to be going along beautifully, so smooth. And that's, I think, the naivete of, of especially for being in private practice, yeah. is that, you know, you, you do this, but probably somewhere, be, you know, around between five years, maybe five years into practicing, 
I just, I, I'll never forget. I had a, a case that just really um, went south. It was a, a, a real failure and I was really devastated. And I thought, am I even doing the right thing? I'm, you know, I, I questioned my skills and, and what, you know, decision-making and um, of course I talked to my, my father about it and, he uh, he suggested I actually get in touch with Pat Allen, who was heading up a study club. And Pat Allen is, of course, has done a lot of research and mm. uh, spent a lot of energy in in the field of periodontal plastics and and soft tissue regeneration. Mm. Um, and I I will tell you that that um, having having failures is just an, another way to enhance your um, knowledge. It's a great learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the study club that I went to, they were just so gracious and helpful to me that it, it gave me that encouragement that I needed that, you know, no, I wasn't a failure that these things happen. And anybody who says they've never had a failure is just either moves a lot or <laughs> hasn't been practicing very long, but it, it was, it was actually a really uh, great learning lesson for me. And I think, mm-hmm. That's those those positions when when you really feel like you're struggling and and of course you know um, just life uh, you're mm. practicing and you may have some some issues that outside of where you're working mm. at mm. home and people kind of forget that they they look yeah. at just what your professional career is like mm. so there there have been lots of of ups and downs I would say yeah. along the way. I think you're uh, bringing up two two important tasks here that uh, I think is a nice message to uh, to to bring, uh, especially for our our younger listeners and, and colleagues, and, and that is uh, the way you looked at a failure, because failure is always it's a tough thing for all of us, but actually bring it into yeah, this is also something that we can learn on. I. I also really liked uh, uh, the 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 thing that you told us that that you eventually went to uh, uh, and joined a study club uh, to actually create uh, a network around you with colleagues where you can seek for support and and also get some ideas. Is is that something that uh, you're uh, still currently running in your in your area? No, actually, that was a um, a study group that that's a very big one now that is yeah. associated usually with the AAP, yeah. and it's the Periodontal Plastic Surgery Study Group, and mm-hmm. they they were just a very very small group um, mm-hmm. back in this is you know the the nineties, yeah, and um and they met in a tiny little boardroom and then when i went to this first meeting there were probably eight of us people like jay siebert pat allen mm. uh, I, i'm just remembering of my father was there I, there were there were a, it's a small group and mm. to show a failure to these very well known prominent periodontists was probably mm. one of the hardest things i've i've had to do and mm. yet the support and the the guidance that I received was invaluable. So, uh, and I've certainly had have participated. We have had a longstanding study group here in Colorado, and um, shortly before COVID, the the competition was becoming so great that eventually that that 
that study group dissolved, but yeah. those are, are wonderful ways. And I think the smaller intimate um, settings where you can really share uh, are, are invaluable. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, <clears throat> uh, that is also something that, you know, with our joint work in the osteology foundation, that is also something that we, we really like to promote. Uh, another question uh, regarding your, your practice uh, today, uh, and if we talk about when you started uh, with with, uh, with Perio, uh, the field of periodontology has, I would say, broadened significantly, and it in it it spans from. Uh, plastic, soft tissue plastic surgery to rather advanced implant treatment with, with bone grafting and so on. So the period has become quite a wide spectrum. Have you, have you kind of tried to cover all this uh, spectrum uh, within your profession or have you decided to know I will focus on this and that? How? What are your thoughts about that? So that's a great question, Krista. I, I think as when I finished my program, implants were just, my, my dad had been to um, Belgium and um, took the Branamark course back in 1985. And so he was the first individual in, in Colorado to start doing implants. Mm-hmm. And shortly thereafter, that was part of what, you know, periodontics was, was implants. So yeah. I didn't have that training in my graduate program. And so as a result, I, I had to train afterwards and, and mm. took a course and, and Ron Nevins has also been a, a great mentor for me. And he, he, you know, sponsored some of these courses, but I, I would say that um, that's been, that was the biggest change. So when I, for the first, probably 15 years of my practice, it was, you know, Nine, most of what I did was periodontally related, saving teeth, mm-hmm. um, soft and hard tissue regeneration, uh, things like that. But implants then um, came in and the, the practice started shifting. And what mm-hmm. happened is that more, since it's a specialty practice, more of the general dentists were managing the periodontal cases until perhaps they were too advanced and then they needed teeth removed. So I've seen that. And of course, implants have become a big part of any practice. Mm-hmm. And even in my own practice, you know, when patients fracture a tooth mm-hmm. and it's un- unmanageable. So implants have become a-, a larger part of what I do, but I must say my passion is still in, in periodontics and yeah. saving teeth. Yeah. And, and the biology all, all around that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You still carry out uh, a lot of regenerative procedures also around teeth? I, I would say there's less of that only because as a specialty practice, the, those cases aren't showing up as often as they used to. So 20 years ago, I and it's not like you would see that every day, but every month there would certainly be a several regenerative cases mm-hmm. that you would do, periodontal regenerative cases. And today there's this fewer. Uh, however, I, that's still where, you know, my passion is. And when I have a case like that, it's, it's a really great day. Mm, okay, great. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can imagine. And, and that is, 
I, I can really, uh, I think that is one of the most fascinating part with, uh, with, with your specialty is, is the close relation and understanding of the, of the, of the biology. Uh, so uh, I, I can really, I can really understand that. I would like to ask another question here because when you, when you look at your CV and you can also see it in, in journals and so on, your, your, your name pop up. Uh, I would say in, in a lot of places for a lot of societies, you are the past president of AAP and there are also in other committees and so on. Uh, how come that you? <laughs> uh, uh, I know that's a good question. Probably because I have a hard time saying no, but um, I think early on, I, I, you know, was, I was very interested in, and loved participating and in, in being part of this research network. And my dad had done, was in the middle of a, a classic, you know, clinical research with forcations. And I came into the practice and helped with, with the data collection and, mm-hmm. and finalizing things. But um, it was very exciting for me. And I really had, um, was fortunate to be on some committees with the American Academy of Periodontology early on. And and that made it even more exciting. I mean, collaborating with people that you've only seen in paper and you've never met in person and to meet these people and to realize they're really just normal human beings, just like you and I, and Mm -hmm. that, that they, they, they have lives outside of, of what, you see on the paper, but it was very exciting and and getting to know under other individuals and expanding my horizons outside of my small little network mm. um, was exciting. And I, I really liked that. Yeah. I think that's how that unfolded. And it was really never, I'd never had any desire to be in a leadership position with the AAP, um, but it just kind of happened. And once I got on the board, I felt that perhaps I could I could help make a difference whether yeah. I did or not. I'm not sure, but I, I think um, <clears throat> feeling like I had a voice um, and helping represent others that were in situations like myself. I, 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 I think that's where it came from. Yeah. And, and then eventually it just, one thing led to another. So, uh, and, you know, I've just been really fortunate being asked to participate in, in other organizations and, um, research, but I, I did find that, you know, when you really want something done, you ask a busy person. And so that's, I think what happened with me, I just got busier and busier and yeah. uh, um, eventually you, you, you have to limit what you can do, but it's, it's been a good ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can imagine that. And uh, that also brings us to, because both you and I, we, we have been on the, on the board for the Osteology Foundation now for 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 a number of years, uh, and I'm curious when when did you cross the path with Osteology Foundation for the first time? How did how did you get in touch with that? Um, I think it was actually while I was <clears throat> in, in the leadership with the AAP, and i osteology was trying to connect with the aap and i i didn't know anything about the osteology foundation so it it was during those early years you know probably 10 or 10 years ago i'd mm-hmm. say 15 years ago maybe um and i started learning a little bit more about it 
and finding out uh, what it stood for. And, and so I had to be honest, I, it wasn't until I was on the board that I really understood what the osteology foundation stood for. And, and certainly it's been um, an incredible experience. So just a, a, a wonderful organization that has offered so much uh, benefit to uh, researchers and, and people who want education. I think it's, it's, it's been a really exceptional experience for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I can really concur on that. Uh, it, it is a fantastic and exciting uh, foundation and organization to be to be part of and uh, and also being part of all these associations and and with your fantastic network that you have uh, I, I know that both you and I we, we we really care for I would say the young generation uh, of colleagues and uh, and uh, they might sitting here and listening to uh, to this conversation and and uh, thinking about their own career and what what should be the next step uh, and so on. Um, do, do you feel that are there any particular advice, personal thoughts uh, to to our listeners? Uh, what to th- consider, what to think of if you would like to start a career uh, within Perio uh, today? No, I- one of the most important steps I believe is, is finding a mentor to help. And I I had one kind of built in for me, but I've certainly had a lot of other mentors and having support, family support. Certainly my, Mm -hmm. my parents were great support. My husband, Mike and our three children and now four grandchildren. I mean, I've, I've had a tremendous amount of support Mm -hmm. and you have to have that for whatever career path you go into Mm -hmm. You, yeah. you need that emotional support, but you also need somebody in that professional field that, that you can bounce things off of. And that's, that's critical. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for this young generation to, um, first of all, m- take time for yourself and your family, make sure that, that you're, you, you've got that, but I, I would take that step. We need good leaders in, in our profession and, mm-hmm. This new generation is, I mean, so talented. I'm so impressed when I talk to some of these younger uh, periodontists and and finding out what they're doing and and how they're managing it. It's it's incredible to me. And I I think that that recognizing the talent that, you know, find a way to volunteer, find something to participate in, um, make a difference in a global standpoint, even from a, a local study club mm. to, you know, a national uh, field, you don't have to be a speaker at an international symposium. You can, you can be on a committee somewhere and really contribute to create a better path for, for a career. And not everybody's should do that, but we have so much talent. And if there's a desire to do it, I would encourage those individuals that are looking at that and seeing how can they get involved is to reach out to somebody who's done it and ask them how, what's the best way to do it. Wow. That's, that's, that's a very, actually a very smart 
uh, <clears throat> suggestion and and I, I agree with you when you see all this young the young generation and they are so talented but uh, uh, in all aspects but they are also very talented in uh, and that also goes with the new social media and so on they are extremely good at connecting uh, yeah. and and forming network and in a way they they the situation for them is much easier than it was for us uh, back, back in the days. And, and, and I think this is something that really helps and benefits that uh, uh, not to be alone, to do this journey together with uh, with your with, with some friends and colleagues. That 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 is super important. Right. Uh, uh, I think this has been a wonderful time to sit and chat with you, uh, Pam, and hear about your experience. Are, you, are there any, I would say, final remarks that you would like to bring to the audience uh, before we close this little discussion? Yeah. No, I think it's you know certainly an honor to be asked to participate in this, and I I certainly don't consider myself a legend in oral regeneration, but I've I have been very fortunate in um, in being able to do what I love, and that's that's important. Is is follow your passion, and everything will fall into place. Get the help you need. I mean, we, you're going to stumble along the way. I've certainly had plenty of those um, from the time that 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 my very first lecture for the international um, symposium in Boston, the ISPRD. When I was on the program with Sturry Neiman and in the back, my uh, one of they tipped over one of my slides. This is when we had carousels. Remember that? Chris? Yes. Oh, yes. They they literally picked up one of my slide trays and dumped out all the slides. And I was the next speaker. And so I had to go back and, and put them all together. It was a very, um, very stressful time. But I, I, I think. Uh, especially being on the podium with somebody as well known and talking about the topic that he really made famous. Uh, that was, that was a challenge. But again, that challenge just made me stronger. And I, I, I would encourage people to not, not become discouraged, um, to, you know, if one path doesn't work, find another. There are a lot of different roads that lead to the end and find the road that is going to be best for you. Yeah. And ultimately, of course, I'm a perionist. So I would encourage that this, this generation of, of perionists to save teeth. We've got lots of great opportunities to help our patients. And for me, probably the, the, the single most important um, thing that I've done, aside from having a family and, and, and personal things, but from a professional standpoint is uh, having the trust of the patients that I treat and helping them improve their health. So that's, that's for me, my, my, the most important achievement that I could accomplish. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. And thank you for those wonderful fine, final words and, and remarks. And uh, as you all can hear, when we speak to, to, to Pam, she, she still has this wonderful passion for, for her work, for her patients, um, and, uh, for, for our, all our colleagues, uh, around. And, uh, I think this, this is what makes you also a legend. Uh, Pam is your dedication for for the profession for the societies that you are taking 
part of. So uh, once again, thank you for sharing this with us, Pam, and also taking the time. And uh, with that, I would really like to thank you, Pam, uh, for this uh, talk and uh, goodbye to you and goodbye to all our listeners. Thank you very much. One host, one guest, and a whole bunch of experience and expertise. Meet the people behind the names and get unique insights.